Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. This is where the DJ talks. Don't say anything. Okay. Okay, eh? I'm ready, eh? I'm going to nail it this time, eh? Here we go. Look, 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 look. Wow, I think I actually kind of hit it, George. <laughs> Not bad. I mean, in theory, your voice should be completely shot from a week of boozing it up in Cabo or wherever you were. That's Pun- that's pretty impressive. Punta Cana in the Dominican Republic. Oh, Cabo that's not is actually still, near there. Well, no, right, but it's still aspirational. So anyway, it was a it was a great time, and yes, my voice was trashed, but it has bounced back to what I would say near perfect vibrance and tonality oh, with the uh, assistance very, very sexy. With, with the uh, thank you with the assistance of this high quality RE twenty Sennheiser microphone, one of the industry standards, along with the Shure SMB eighty, as you well know, and the Rodecaster Pro with the uh, onboard preamps and yes. uh, processing. It takes a lot to make a guy it, sound good, you know? It, it, takes, it takes a lot it to takes get a village. you to sound good. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. Does, now, when do I get my invitation to, uh, what do you call it? Burn Sunburn, Sunburn, Sunburn Bowl. Bowl. Yeah, when do I, I get my invitation? I would love to have you. We had three Bear fans uh, on the trip, and we had a Viking fan as well. So we like to keep you our friends did. close and our enemies even closer, yes, I would oh, love to like include it. you, but uh, I, I've got to uh, I've got to wrestle back some control of this trip from management. What do you mean? Well, you know, there's certain things that are not being done in the way that mm-hmm. I would prefer, and so I've got to put on my diva pants and start making it, some demands. Your name's on it. You should be running the. You should be doing whatever you want with it. Listen, my name is not on it, but I'm the driving force behind it, and I have all the intellectual property and the awesome logo. You know, a guy made a replica of the trophy out of uh, stainless steel that is awesome. It looks like a real Lombardi trophy, but it's got a red Solo cup on it that you can drink a championship beer out of. <laughs> oh, it's really That's good. For you being a guy that. that likes to create events and trophies and all the same things yeah. that I do, I think you would really, really like this. So I'm going to send you a photo of it. You can take a look. Now, I had a buddy who got into the trophy, the fantasy trophy business, and he built, uh, they were all made out of wood, and these things were gorgeous until he got the cease and desist from the NFL because his fantasy football trophy looked in their estimation a little bit too much like the Lombardi get the fuck out of here yep so wait a minute did it have a football on a triangular base yeah kind of okay yeah well shit I hope, <laughs> hope the NFL I hope the NFL doesn't come after me for having a red solo cup on a triangular base one would wonder how deep does their 
sort of copyright protection go. Right, right. Or I guess it wouldn't and be it, copyright. You know, it would be there's different forms of this. There's copyright. There trademark, is trademark. Yeah. There yeah. is a third category that deals with written works, spoken works, blah, blah, blah. I this, know this would be, yeah, yeah this would be a trademark infringement because it's a, it's something you, I think you look at okay. not the written word. So I think it would be that. Well, I know this. I remember one time sniffing around about how would I get a replica Lombardi trophy? Yeah. And you cannot here in the States, but there was a restaurant, oh. there was a restaurant that had them. And there's also a, a Packer house <laughs> across from Lambeau that has three of them up on display and they're really good looking uh i was told by this person you have to order them from overseas like there's a place in ireland that will make them for you where they're like just big middle finger to the nfl and their laws and their lawyers like fuck you what are you gonna do (laughs) i love it it's it what well at that point there's probably not much they can do now is this the same packer house that I was in that is no, basically uh, Pratt House. No, that no, this, there is there is the 60-yard line house, which is pretty much the Packer flop house. It's where you go to lay low after a murder for a while. <laughs> that's where I was. <laughs> yes, that's that where had you were. To be where I yes. was. It had it had all the smells that you could possibly <laughs> smell. And you, you had to really be a guy's guy to love it. The other house is uh the Endries house, which is what I call Castle Endries. In true mm. Game of Thrones fashion, because it's magnificent. It's uh, three stories. It's right across from the atrium. It's beautiful. Uh, it dwarfs the other little humble ranch style homes on that street. And many of the many of the longtime uh, residents there look at the Castle Andries and go, <laughs> "They're like, God <laughs> damn you guys." <laughs> so anyway, all right, we got a lot to talk about. We start with cut number one: the field stunk. Literally, Literally. charge. So George Toma, the sod father, the sod god, whatever you want to call him, the 93-year-old longtime field Mm -hmm. maintenance guy for the NFL, came out with what was wrong with the Super Bowl field. He basically threw his underling, the guy that the NFL really gave the control to for this field. I forget his name. He threw him under the sod by saying he fucked it up. He overwatered it. He didn't let it dry, and then he rolled it back inside, (laughs) and it started to rot and to die. And the sod father said the field stunk, and he's done with the NFL. How about that? I love it. I love it. Tell it like it is, baby, because he's got nothing to lose. And Save, how does this happen at the Super Bowl of all places? How do you how do you get this wrong? You would think if it's anything like the refs, you know, they only take the best of the refs, the ones that have graded out the best. You would think by the time you get so good at sod that you are the Super Bowl sod that you can't put together a field that literally stinks and guys flopping all over the field, right? <laughs> flopping. Yes. Yes. It was they were an embarrassment. Yeah. They were. They yeah. were all over the place. Well, okay. So, in defense of those who work in the grass field, and I know a good friend and listener, uh, Mike in Madison, Ohio, sells fertilizer now throughout the upper Midwest, used to be a golf course superintendent. It can be tricky that, in other words, while you may say, well, shouldn't you have the recipe for grass? 
Yeah, in certain <laughs> climates, Florida grass is a lot different than, say, Arizona grass. And one little mistake, which was either rolling it in too wet, or they also said that there was a lot of tarps on the field to protect uh, during practice for the halftime act for Rihanna. And so oh. if the tarps are on the field, that further traps moisture. Moisture could lead mm-hmm. to mold. Next thing you know, you got a field that is... <laughs> kind of rank stank stank Stank. we got field stank rank stank and (laughs) out of bank okay i didn't get the third ank there okay i thought i i thought i'd lead with that we now at least know resolution to that all right cut number two today oh where's my uh sound effect oh it it came out hold on church i got this here everybody don't worry i'm gonna edit this out in post-production you're not editing shit you're too lazy okay shut up here we go (laughs) cut Two. There we go. The combine. Where yes. do you stand, Charge, as a football man on the NFL combine and the media's coverage of it? Well, let me start by saying this. I prior to basically yesterday, I had been at 13 straight combines. Something 12, no 13. Kind of lost track somewhere in there. Yes. I got there. We KFAN got on the the combine train so early that there was no radio row, and there were only four stations there. Wow! And uh, and the NFL Network, and that was it. And we were right off the field inside Lucas Oil. But over the the, the next decade, the combine blew up, save. And now the coverage is massive. It's turned into a whole different beast. There are dozens of stations there except mine, which for whatever reason this year, our sales staff what? did not sell it. What? Yep, sales st- are they, here we are, oh literally the highest Church. rated sports talk station in the country, KFAN, and we couldn't sell a combine sponsorship. And you had been there year after year after year. year. Yes. Wow. That, so is, this- that, is, that, is, that is both at one time, that is both at once troubling and yet comforting. Since I would say that my station has <laughs> sales challenges of its own. Yes. It's look, I get it. Radio is not the sexiest sell anymore. I, I totally get that. Okay. You guys are number one in the country. <laughs> right. What are you, uh, what are your shows pulling share wise? Um, typically between a nine and 12 share. That's tremendous. Our yeah. little show, and I, you know, I'm careful to not reveal too much because this uh, Nielsen ratings is very proprietary and get in big trouble mm-hmm. if you start spewing out numbers. But I was just talking to my PD today, and you know, my show in in Milwaukee is top five behind some pretty established heavyweight shows, and it's in the six to seven share range, depending on the oh, demo. Oh, that's very good. Yeah, that's Dave, very six to Dave, seven. That's yeah, good. I know, six to seven range in various demos, 25-54, which is the main demo, and then the 18 to 35, a little bit better. So we're reaching the youngers, which is good. And out mm-hmm. of 25, out of 22 to 25 ranked radio stations, top five, you should be able to make a ham sandwich out of that. You know what I mean? But for you guys... For being number one, your sales staff should be order takers, not even selling. It should be like, how much can we put you down for today? Exactly. You would think so, right? Right. Because radio radio works, especially personality-endorsed radio, really works. 
you know? It does. It does. And, you know, for all the trouble that other radio stations are having, sports talk is different because people still want to hear you talk about the Bucks game last night. And they just can't get that somewhere else. And that's, you know, it still has a lot of marketability. Yeah. And, well, it also yeah, cuts through so. It cuts through the clutter of the way things are. So anyway, so the one thing that I have found to be great about the Combine is that mm-hmm. it now brings every coach and, more importantly, yep. every general manager to the yes. podium. And while they're very good, these GMs, at saying nothing, at least you get them face-to-face and you can fire questions at them. And that right. is very valuable. You get more good assets at the Combine once football's over than you get at Radio Row at the Super Bowl where you get a bunch of hucksters and yucksters and retired douchebags pitching their latest product. Yes, from a, from this, uh, from a pure content standpoint, it's 10 times better radio to be on at the Combine than yes. it is to be at Super Bowl Radio Row because – you get the GM, you get the coaches, you get the assistant coaches, the offensive coordinator, the defensive coordinator. You get the uh, you get Peter King, who's just like wandering around. You're like, hey, Peter King, come on over here, yeah, come on over here, and, yeah, you, yeah, right. yeah. and you talk about the intrigue that's going to be a free agency coming up here in two weeks, then the draft, and you know all the coaching changes that just happened. It's not football, yes. unfortunately. So again, I liken the long NFL offseason to you in your basement as a kid with the, on a rainy day, playing with your little green army men, making sounds like pew, pew, pew. <sighs> oh, oh, we're going to attack. Like we're playing with our green army men right now, waiting until September. It's all we've yes. got, but you get a lot more to chew on. So there's that. that and yeah. here's the other thing. Here's the other thing about the combine that's great. Because the season is the better part of six months away. You get more honest, straightforward answers at the combine than you get anywhere else. And it's it's not close. For whatever reason, and I, again, I think it's just because the season's so far away. There still hasn't been a draft and free agency and everything else. You get, you know, we get we get actual truths that you never get any other time. And I I love that part of it as well. Everybody's guard is down. You know, everybody's still drunk from last night. It's a big drinking event, too, by the way, for all these coaches and scouts yeah. and stuff. Oh, yeah. man, yeah. yeah. A, lot, a, lot, a lot of very expensive dinners at St. Elmo's Steakhouse. Oh, yeah. Which, you got while, that right. While excellent is no Manny's. It's not even – it's not close. <laughs> it's, it's not it's, even it's, close. Okay. It's, it's not. It's okay. It's all right. Yeah. It's just – it's just okay. Yeah. All right. Make March Madness a moneymaker with my bookie. Getting started is easy. Visit my bookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 My Bookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. If 2024 is the year you're jetting off to a new country or even just want to expand your language skills beyond English, then I urge you to check out Rosetta Stone today. 
Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years. Why? Because it works. Instead of drilling vocabulary words, with Rosetta Stone, you learn by matching audio from native speakers to visuals, reading stories, participating in dialogues, and other practical language skills that fast-track your ability to communicate fluently. Not only is it a more effective way to learn, it's more fun. Rosetta Stone's advanced voice recognition technology gives you feedback on how well you pronounce words. Other language learning apps use speech recognition to detect what you said. Rosetta Stone tells you how well you said it. Rosetta Stone offers 25 languages with lessons available on your computer, phone, or tablet. And with a lifetime membership, you get forever access to all the lessons for all the languages and never pay a renewal fee. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, ZabeCast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. Cut three. Yes. Jalen Carter misdemeanor charges on reckless driving and racing that led to the deaths of a recruiting coordinator at Georgia. And I believe a young, either a play, a teammate or a recruit, I believe it was Uh very, very bad timing because Jalen Carter is an absolute stud who might still go one slash one question. Do you think the timing of this announcement was in any way suspicious or wrong by the DA in Georgia? I don't. I think the timing just is what it is. And I, I don't think that they cared about the fact that it was the combine. Right. Um, you know, there is, you know, all the, all the media is assembled. I guess, you know, you can make that case. What will be fascinating. Here's the, the funny thing. Here's, here's the fan bases now are all like, oh, good. I'm glad this happened because now maybe he'll drop to 16 and we can take it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, they're all like they don't care that he might have killed kill a guy right uh, or two but right. they, the good thing is now as a potential murderer he could drop to our team okay well whoa 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 he's not, not murder. a murderer he's only murderer. facing a misdemeanor charge i am of uh, this mindset on this i heard someone say today oh why'd they release this now and like as if there is an ulterior motive like gotcha I think they did it now because this has been on their radar down there for a while. Mm-hmm. And they said, okay, before this young man who may, if he's guilty, have committed a huge mistake, but one that is only a misdemeanor, before he gets too deep into talking about all this football stuff and his plans and who he is and everything else, we need to get this out first. I'm not saying they yeah. did him a favor per se, but they realized we, we really we won't be doing him a favor if we wait any correct you know it had to come now um i don't know the guy uh from the details of this incident police say that the two cars were weaving in and out of traffic traveling in the incoming lane at a rate of speed over 100 miles an hour that the into stop there hold on just stop there a hundred miles an hour in the opposite lane and even worse uh the uh, recruiting coordinator who died in the one car had a blood alcohol of 0.19er, quite drunk. So it was a horrible thing. That said, I don't think – I wouldn't be dissuaded from drafting this kid 1-1. 
I would say, look, he's made a huge life mistake and he is going to live with it. And I'm sure regret it for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. But legally speaking, on a scale of one to 10, this is pretty far down there. If you ask me, this is a fuck up of youth that he is going to have to live with the rest of his life. But I would not hesitate to still take him high. I don't think he should drop for this. Do you? I don't know enough. I don't know enough about what his level of involvement is. So I don't. He was don't in the other s- car racing him. Yeah, I. You know, it's uh, enough of involvement. It's did it's I? I did bad. dumb stuff. I did some stuff yes. not like that. Not 100 miles an hour in the opposite lane of traffic. And you, you literally could kill somebody. Yes. Yes. That's what you do when you're young. You do dumb shit. I drove, I drove way too drunk for a short, short spurt a couple of times in high school. Mm-hmm. And whenever I think about those two times, I did it. And it's usually the two times where I'll be in my parents' old neighborhood, you know, yeah. in McLean, Virginia. And I'll be driving down around me like, oh, yeah, there was that night. Every time I think about it, it gives me kind of chills because I think now, you fucking moron. What were oh. you thinking? And the answer yeah. is I wasn't. I was 16, 17, 18, and I was like, no one's going to catch me. <laughs> Luckily, they didn't. Um, or I, uh, I have I have one of those. I had to go. I had to drive a long way. I had to drive from the other side of St. Paul, through St. Paul, all the way through Minneapolis, all the way to the western suburbs drop off three other drunk kids at their house oh and then get myself home. And I don't know how I lived through it. And oh. it's, I, I did it. I did a, uh, yesterday and uh, interesting. This came up, came up. I did a post on Twitter yesterday about, or two days ago, asking people, when have you had a legitimate near death experience? And I got hundreds of, of responses. I would say 80% of them were in a car. They are. I mean, this is this how is many, how, how many how many have you had? One for sure. Which one was? for sure? All right. So I'm. It's in a car. I'm cross. This is my my buddy Matt Lyon is a terrible driver and and knew it, but he's the guy driving this car. And we went sober. across a sober. Sober. Everybody's sober. Went across a a lane a. A, a stretch of almost a near highway, like a inter, not interstate highway, but I don't know. It's four lanes, like two each direction. And shortly thereafter, they put up lights in this spot, but they didn't have lights then. Anyway, he's looking left and he decides to cross all four lanes of traffic to go straight. As we get across the third lane, a f- it, we're ending, going through the fourth lane, heading into the fourth lane of traffic. A car whistles in front of us by inches, going sixty miles an oh hour. Oh my god! And inches, and I'm in the passenger seat, Zabe. This car's coming from right to left. Had he had he started a quarter second earlier, that car would have gone straight into my body, and it had been game over for sure at sixty miles an hour. That would have been it for me. How That's often my, do you, that how often my, do you think about that? A lot. Um, we, we pulled over and prayed. Wow. Yes. And you aren't, you aren't that religious as I get. No, I am. I am not. And I wasn't then either, but that was a, that is by the grace of God. I am here today moment right there. I think I had three near brushes with death. Uh, one was in college. I was riding my bike and on campus almost rode out right in front of a car. 
that mm. was driving at a decent rate of speed. Although in retrospect, honestly, I probably would have been fucked up, but I would have lived, I guess. Would have flipped yeah. over the top of the car. I would have been all jacked up. There was that one. Uh, I also went scuba diving without really being qualified to do this off the coast of Hawaii with a buddy oh, really? and, his, and his very skilled scuba dive buddy into a wave zone up against these hard rocks near the blowhole on Oahu on the north side in which yeah. we couldn't even see for the first 30 feet down because Why? there was that well there was that much churn there was that many bubbles Jeez, because wow. of all that yeah and he was just like stay close to me and then f- meet me at the bottom and then we'll go around the rocks and whatever uh, my uh my buoyancy vest wasn't working right i had just barely been certified like I should not have been doing a shore entry off of lava rocks into thirty foot waves. It's fucking nuts. So you were certified, yeah. But you yeah. were. This is like your first or second time out, something like that. Yeah, and so and saying. so my yeah. buddy's buddy. He didn't know me. He didn't give two shits. He's like, yeah, tell your pal to stick close. That was dumb. Yeah. And then the third time was I saved a kid from drowning off the coast of the Outer Banks. When I was really? a high school, just had just graduated from high school, and it was very stormy that day. Red flags were out on the beach, and we get to the beach. Me and my buddies, Todd Davenport, Andy uh, Lee, and uh, Hojin Kim, and this mom is hysterical. My boy is out there. Oh my god, help somebody, whatever. So all three of us run out there like young dumb idiots, fighting yeah. our way through huge waves. I'm swimming as hard as I can, swimming as hard as I can. I happen to be in the best shape of my life as an 18 year old, believe it or not, and. At one point, I turn around. I'd broken through the first, you know, set of waves, and I look behind me. My buddies had fucking tapped out. It was just me. What so do you I, mean? They they, they, gave they didn't up. make they it. Just, yeah, they, they gave they up. They didn't, they didn't make okay. it. So I'm now past the breakers, and I'm out there on these high seas, and I see this head bobbing up and down. And I get out there, and I'm like, "You all right?" And he was like, ah, "Help!" Like he could barely see, and he was waving his arms and whatnot. So I was able to get my hand under his armpit and i started pushing him back pushing him back pushing him back now i was very lucky in retrospect they say when people are drowning like that they'll just grab they'll onto take, you that's they'll right take you they'll, down. they'll take you down with him in a that's death right group. yeah exactly yes. so i'm yep. pushing him back pushing him back and it was it was quite the quite the effort and then finally i got the kid to where the wave started to break so i got him pushed into a big wave that really carried him in close to the shore wow. and at, and at that point now I've got to get through the breakers on the way back. And it was starting to be a struggle because with every wave, the back toe would pull you back pretty hard. Right, right. And so it was quite a struggle. But at that point, the beach patrol had shown up. And I ended up being rescued for the last, I don't know, 50 feet or so by, no two, by two dreamy <laughs> two dreamy lifeguards. Uh, lifeguards like from Baywatch. <laughs> and, and, and I was like, no worse for the wear. And I didn't quite think that much of it until the beach patrol looked me in the eye and said, you're really fucking lucky. You should not have done that. And I was like, wow. And the mom was just hysterical and delirious and happy. The kid was barfing up white foam oh wow because he had drank so much yeah he had drank yeah oh yeah you do barf that up and you know what didn't get a fucking write-up in the paper didn't get a medal condemnation commendation didn't get shit nothing now isn't the kid supposed to now we all know the the kid's supposed to stay stay in touch with me the rest of his life right exactly he owes you the rest of his life we know how the rules of this work 
How did he? You got gypped, dude. Well, that's he, he's, he is, in an age know. in an age of no cell phones or cameras. It was just what it was. What was what was I going to do? Well, ma'am, I saved your son. I'm going to give you my phone number here. I couldn't yep. even give her an email. It was 1986. <laughs> here's my. Yeah, I don't even have a phone number, Charge. Right. I'd be like, no. here's my parents' phone number where I live. No. I'm 18. You- yeah, that's right. You couldn't have given uh, you couldn't have given your prodigy account back then. <laughs> that was it's it's, it's a long time ago. Uh, oh, now shit. what? Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to make this prediction. It's going to be about 13 years from now. Oh shit! And you're going to get a certified letter from some lawyer you don't know. And this guy has been secretly squirreling away funds or bullion or something for you. And when he dies, he's going to pass it on to you as a final act of thanks. Well, wouldn't that be grand? Or the lawyer will hear of this podcast, put together the pieces (laughs) of the dates and the times and the location, and then sue me because the kid has brain damage and I didn't save him fast enough. (laughs) <laughs> that's how it would go today now do you know this kid's name by the way don't know his name did you know it then no the because time, they, they once once they got him on the beach and got all the white foam out of him and once i was rescued by the two dreamy Baywatch guys mm-hmm. um it was sort of like he was whisked away because they had to go get him medical attention and oh, uh and that, and that was, was that. it. Yeah. And then me and my buddies, uh, uh, Todd and Hojin and Stefan Giannopoulos were like, well, let's go have a beer. <laughs> we're here on the beach. We can't <laughs> swim. Go back to the house, have a beer. At 18, by the way. <laughs> exactly. All right. Cut number four. Aaron Rodgers comes out of the dark. And Lamar Jackson is in the dark as to what the Ravens are going to do with him and his contract situation. First on Aaron Rodgers, what does the Viking fan in you think right now? I... Uh, well, hope or think. I mean, how do I want this to play I think out? And a hope. I want to think and a hope from you. I, I think he's gonna. I think he's going to stay, and I hope he stays because I don't think he's that good anymore. And I, I, I you can have him at this stage of his career. You don't you know, fear we've him. Seen, we've yeah, we don't fear him at this point. I yeah. mean, he's he's been a five hundred quarterback against the Vikings for like four seasons now, and he does not worry me both as a as a regular season threat, as a playoff threat. And, you know, we've seen him at his best, and this ain't it. So okay. I say keep him. All right. What do you think is going to happen? I think he's going to stay. Okay. But, you know, I, this thing's so weird. Who, it is who weird. It is weird. I, I think we're headed towards the Favre situation all over again, where he says, okay, I'm back to play again. And the team is like, yeah, you know, we're really looking to exit this contract now. And we're really looking to get Jordan Love in there now. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to be this awkward dance of who's zooming who. Who's zooming who? Who's saying that, you know, and Rogers is going to play the victim. Well, well, they didn't want me, so I guess they think I stink. So I don't know. I guess they can trade me somewhere. And then the Packers are going to go, well, that's not exactly it. you got to understand. Da-da-da-da. And it's going to be awkward, I think. That's what now, I think does is he have, happen. Does, does he have any leverage in which team he goes to? Does he have like a yes. no trade? He does. Well, his okay. leverage is he could always retire. Yeah, that's, that's not that's, great leverage when you when your leverage is I'm going to walk away from the, sixty million dollars. Well, the, you know, that's it's not the, great leverage. It's the it's the leverage with any new team. You know what I mean? So if if the Packers say we got an offer from the Commanders yeah. 
for That's true. five number ones, you're going there. Yeah. He and can he's say, like, the no, fuck I just won't I play. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hang it up for I'll play for the commanders. Right. Right. So so there's that. Um, but yeah, I think it's gonna get awkward. We'll see about that. Meanwhile, Lamar Jackson, I want you to weigh in on what's going on there and what you would do if you were the Ravens. Yep, I've thought about this a lot. Uh, and actually had a conversation with uh, longtime Viking general manager Rick Spielman about it. Nice. And, and Spielman raised a good point, which is the biggest problem of him being his own agent is less about the deal and more about how you have to negotiate straight to the guy's face, telling him why he's not worth this much money. You have to tell him all the defects in his game, all the things that, you know, all the stuff that you never want to say straight to a player's face that the agent, the agent helps smooth out that relationship, right? Doesn't pass on all of the bad things you have to say about the the player that you have to say in these situations. And at the end of the day, if he's going to be so stubborn that he wants, he wants the Deshaun Watson deal, the fully guaranteed uh, third of a billion dollar kind of deal, he's just not worth it. He's just not that. I mean, that's, you know, you have to be Patrick Mahomes. You should you should have to be Patrick Mahomes. Right. You know, somehow Deshaun Watson got that deal, and now everybody's got to live up to that. But that's he's just not worth it. The thing that cuts against uh, Lamar Jackson is that I think he's better than Watson. I've never been a huge Watson fan. I think he's good. I think he's a bit overrated, though, to be sure. But the thing that works against Jackson is that two other guys signed quarterbacks after Deshaun that didn't get mm-hmm. the fully guaranteed McGillah. One was right. Kyler Murray, and I forget the other guy, but they, there's two other two other precedents to to pretty much highlight. Yeah, Jimmy Haslam's a desperate fucking idiot, and he did this because he had to, to get you. So this is not a deal that's offered to everybody else. And worse than having no agent, I've heard that Lamar Jackson's mom is his de facto no, agent. And no. so and so so imagine being a GM having to tell the player's mom how much oh, he's not that good. Holy shit. That's horrible. Yes. He's, not, no, he's Okay. All that aside. Bad advice. All yes. that aside, you're a team that doesn't have a quarterback. What would you give up to get Lamar Jackson? A one and a eight, three, a one and a eight, two. Two Eighteen ones. teams have quarterback tumult. Eighteen of them. So there is a there are so because there's so much need out there, somebody's going to pay a couple of first rounders plus change to get look to, for the right to overpay Lamar Jackson and hope he stays healthy for the first time in several seasons. Yeah. And that's you know, if I you know, you could hazard landing spots and you know, it probably doesn't make a ton of sense to do that, but um, yeah, I, it, it's 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 okay. coming for sure. Right. And, and by the way, if you had to if you had to pick a, if I had to pick a spot, Tampa Bay. I'm just gonna throw it out there right now. There. Okay, cut five okay. whiskey weekend charge. How was it? What Roman numeral whiskey weekend was this? Fifteen. All right. So how 15. who was the winner? What whiskey was the winner? Not who, because the whiskey wins, yeah. not the person who brings it. Although, is there a bonus for the guy who brings the winning whiskey? Yeah, there. Well, yeah, there. There is Pride. no bonus, but there is a lot of bragging rights. So people do care. They they genuinely care. You need about a, you need a trophy first. Uh, speaking of trophies, you need a trophy oh, for whiskey weekend. I, I do need a trophy. So that, that. so so that the person who brings the whiskey that wins the blind taste testing over three days, right? Three. Yes. Yep. That, three days. Yeah. Yep. That they win the trophy, and then everyone says, "Wow, that's a good bottle of whiskey." So what won? 
Um, Balco- See, okay, first of all, <laughs> I'm a little irritated with my guys because they, they've they decided that they can't bring any – they don't bring anything anybody knows anymore because they brought a lot of bottles. But they're, they're not really whiskey connoisseurs. So here's what happens is they see, oh, Elijah Craig came once. So then they don't bring any of the variations on Elijah Craig. They're all oh. like, oh, well, somebody already brought it. So they don't bring the bottled and bond or the bond or the small batch or the single barrel, you know, or anything like that. Wow. They, and so now they've taken to some just weird ass shit that nobody knows. Like <laughs> our winner, Balcones from Waco, Texas. What the <laughs> fuck is that? Waco. Nobody knows. Right. I mean, yeah, the distilling powerhouse town of Waco. Um, I, you know, so, and I brought a good bottle and I'm pretty pissed that it finished. Fifth. What was your bottle? I brought Colonel E H Taylor, Ooh. Oh, virtually impossible to find delicious. I voted for it. I wanted it to win and it got, it got, it got turned upside down by these, these guys. And I'm yeah. very bitter. That's uh, that's no good. I, uh, I don't care. I've had a couple of, uh, Texas whiskeys. Uh, I don't care for them. Uh, the ones that I've had have been rather smoky. So they sort of mm-hmm. veer into the near Scotch territory. I think yeah, you biased like me against Scotch because of your Good. hatred for it. Like, you know, yeah, unlike well, Ron Scotch, Burgundy, Scotchy, Scotchy, it, Scotch in my belly. Scotch tastes too much like feet. <laughs> Dirt and moss and bark yeah. and feet. <laughs> it's like licking a hippie's foot. Well, how, would you, how would you even know that? Well, I can assume because they, you know, they... <laughs> I see hippies I in my mind. They're I look at a hippie's all... feet and I and I taste yes. it going, okay. All right. Yeah, so yeah, that exactly. brings us then to this cut, cut six, which is if you do want an outstanding barrel, uh, outstanding bottle of bourbon that is picked straight from the barrel by yours truly and a bunch of other whiskey aficionado knuckleheads, then join us for the Bourbon and Brackets event at Maddie's Bar and Grill in New Berlin, Wisconsin, mm. on Monday, March 13th, the day after Selection Sunday. Uh, Maddie be- has become a huge bourbon guy, and he got a hold ah, of nice. a barrel pick from Woodford Reserve. And mm. uh, we, we sampled it, and we tasted it. And for those that don't know, barrel picks are the best of the best of the single barrels in a Rick house with a distiller. And not very many people get to do the tasting to get one of these barrels. You have to buy the whole thing, which is a lot of money. And then they bottle it up is. for you. They put a label yep. on it. You can get one of these bottles by coming by on Monday, March 13th. I'll be there from 530 to 730. Hang out. Talk brackets. We're going to have a chance to win one of these bottles. We can buy it. It's a $60 bottle, so it's not going to break the bank, but it's very, very good. And uh, you can get it online as well by going to mattysbar.com and looking for the events tab. I wish you could be there, Charge, but maybe a future one. I would like to do that this sometime. Summer. This is my kind, of, it's my kind of event right there. It is that your kind great. of event, so there's that. All right, final cut today, and then we're done. Uh, dive bars. Yes. What constitutes a dive bar? Ah, uh, so I decided I want to spend this. I'm going out. I'm uh, going out with friends this weekend. We decided, you know, where are we going to go? And it struck me that as we've gotten older and we've had a little more, a little more means, yes. that we don't go to we don't go to dive bars anymore. We go to upscale suburban eateries and things right. like that. So I'm like, hey guys, let's go to a dive bar. And then it turned into, well, which dive bar? Where you know, where are we going? What are we doing? And I realized I don't even know that many great dive bars. So, you know, what constitutes a dive bar? For me, it starts here. $3 beer is the most you should have to pay or you should be able to buy a beer for three bucks. That is one of my key considerations for what is or is not a dive bar 
Do you agree with a $3 tap beer? <laughs> I, Not I, happy hour, regular price. Right. I th- well, I, I haven't bought a tap beer from a dive bar in forever, so I don't know if that is economically feasible. And if you use that as a criteria, you're going to have to allow it to float upwards as the years go on because nothing Correct. stays the same. But right. that sounds I'm just talking right now. That sounds about that sounds about right now. The funny thing is, I have a, some experts on this because John Kuhn, Packer fullback, yes. has a segment once a week called their dive bar review. Oh. And th- either he or his producer Armin or Butchie will go out and they will review a dive bar in the area and they review it on a number of criteria. I don't know if they have benchmarks for what qualifies or not. But they mm. probably have some parameters. They I think should. If, I think if there is not an old sort of interior lit plastic sign on the outside that is sponsored by a beer of some sort. Yes, you're out. It's not a dive bar. If it has more than two windows, one on the door <laughs> and one window on the side of the bar, not a yes. dive bar. If, yes. if it doesn't have a snack machine as part of its food service right there in the f- middle of the bar, it's also not a dive bar. I like it. How about this? Cash only. Oh, yep. Cash only because they don't want to they don't want to pay the credit card charges because they're because they're charging two ninety five for beer. Yeah, I guess mm-hmm. so. So have you found one in the Minneapolis area you're going to go to? Well, I asked Twitter, help me find the best uh, dive bars in the Twin Cities. I got 425 responses that I'm trying to work my way through. I think I found the winner. Um, but, you know, there's, there's a lot of people who seem to think that if, if you've got a $13 hamburger on your menu, you're not, not a, a dive, dive bar. bar. No. Not a dive bar. Not at all. Can't. That, that does not count. All right. Will you be drink? Will you be drinking beer there? I will, which I don't drink a lot of beer. I like whiskey, but I will drink beer at the dive bar. All right. Coin-operated pool table. Must. Oh, I love it. Yes. Dart board with real pointy darts. Must. Oh, that's good, too. Yes. A television that is still a tube TV standard (laughs) definition. (laughs) (laughs) A a Uh, old battle axe bartender named Marge. Yes, <laughs> I love it. Bars right there. All right, Charge, as always a pleasure, best, my, friend. my friend. Take care. We'll All talk right. to you next we'll time. We'll talk to you next Thanks, week. Buddy. Bye-bye. Uh, yeah. Well, so, except for him, I'm a band. Oh, how can you do that making me look bad? You're such a hose hand. Yeah, well, take off. Take off to the great white north. Take off. It's a beauty way to go. Take off to the great You know football, and you pick winners all the time. So why not get paid for them at my bookie? Bet single game spreads, money lines, or parlays to increase your payouts. Low contest entry fees and over a half a million dollars to be won make it so you don't have to be a pro gambler to have fun. Getting started is easy. Just visit mybookie.ag and use promo code ZABE on your first deposit to secure a double deposit bonus. That's promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo to get your first deposit matched dollar for dollar, all the way up to a thousand bucks. My bookie is a proven sports book that makes it simple to bet and to win. So make this your winning season exclusively at my bookie.